Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals, cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to tonight's show. Uh, this is Deborah Voice, and I am here with co-host Elvira Love and our wonderful announcer, Nagashiva Ironwood. So to, um, this month's theme, as we journey through uh, the depths of January, is the balance of shadow and light. And tonight, uh, we will be talking about ancient Egyptian goddess Mat from the perspective of contemporary paganism. So first we're going to catch up with each other and talk about our week. My week was, um, it was kind of quiet in some ways. It was, um, I feel like I'm actually kind of struggling to get back into balance. So this very much goes along with the shadow and light because we have had a string of really gray days here in Wisconsin. And, um, and our, our snow shower tonight is actually very much like a shower. It's like an icy cold <laughs> rain shower. Um, and it's starting to stick to the road. And when I look out the window there, it looks pretty slippery. <laughs> so um, the other thing that was going on is my husband has COVID. And so that's been um, kind of challenging. I felt bad for him because it seems like this, um, whatever this latest um, variation of the COVID is, he really has got like a really hoarse uh, cough with it, a lot of coughing. And, um, you know, so I've been kind of trying to be helpful to him. Stuff And, and it's, it's interesting because it's... Um, I love having them around. Um, but then, on the other hand, I am used to being uh, by myself a lot more. And so <laughs> um, with him here, I'm starting to feel like over the past week, I've been starting to feel uh, kind of unsettled or restless. And I think it's because I usually have a lot more alone time, you know, for making notes and processing um, where I'm at with things and stuff like that. So, um the other thing, um, talking about balance, is I'm continuing with there's something that's called the shed 
challenge group. Um, and it's facilitated by um, Misa and Laura L. from Mahika, um, or Mahika. And they're, they're so inspirational. They talk about lifestyle changes and eating, exercise, and all those other kinds of uh, pivots that they share. And um, so I'm really liking, you know, they're, they're so good at kind of like working and reaching out to the community. And so they just kind of started this little group where we do like a Zoom uh, meeting like every um, Monday morning, kind of get our week off to a good start. Um, and um, so that, that's that been really, uh, really inspirational. Um, and I even have been doing some of the things that they've been talking about, <laughs> um, which is good for me. The only other thing this week is I just have to say that this has been a very odd week in regard getting some very, very strange client requests. And, and you know what? That's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say about that. <laughs> How's your week been, Elvira? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it kind of fits in. It's like trying to find balance. Um, it was interesting because, as we always know, since we pick these topics, we go out of our way to, you know, work really hard at planning our six months uh you know, process uh, down to our shows. Um, But we never know how it's going to come about, but we've gotten accustomed now, as you pointed out, finding your balance of, you know, that particular thing happening in our own lives, however it does. So um, mine pretty much has been, you know, that same kind of um, process of balancing uh the the things that need to get done and actually learning to do one thing that I have a hard time doing which is balancing rest you know the mm-hmm. idea of sitting and doing when i say nothing it means being quiet and not for maybe oh half hour i'll do this it means like taking some legitimate time to to be with the space of yourself. I have animals, so being with them and um, even being with family. It's like, you know, over the holidays, we were all with family, but we were all with this activity level of doing. And um, that is something that uh, came up. Obviously, um, we were fine. I, I got through my health issue and I was fine after the the uh, the cold and everything, and that was great. But it also taught me something to remember when it's not about, you know, a health situation. So I've been trying to literally find that in my day um, with whatever I'm doing. And the cold weather is... <laughs> is actually being, shall we say, very mindful of making that because you're not going to go spend a lot of time outside. I mean, I went out this morning, you're talking about, you know, uh, snow showers. Literally, I was outside cleaning up the, the area my dogs, you know, go in so that, you know, we don't have mutual messes. And I was getting literally showered on, but not by the water and not by, mm-hmm. you know, hail, 
but it was the snow that was hard that was coming down, but not super hard. And I was going, this is what they mean by snow showers, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, um, it's been that. I did have one really nice highlight that was family and just in general to get out. We had, we had one really good day, which was Sunday. So we went up to Eureka Springs, um, the core family, and we wandered around and, um, my granddaughter went and played at one of the um, main hotels. They have um, a bunch of different things for the winter. Now, I don't think it's open right now for ice skating, but they have a little ice skating rink, and then they have all kinds of different, you know, things that you can do and, and wander around. So we did that and, and walked around the town and, you know, had coffee and then, you know, went and ate and then, you know, kind of just spent, really nice time just being together and then you know was exhausted literally I was exhausted by the time I got through my little step counter was well above what my goal is and I'm like look at this good well that's nice (laughs) but I'm tired (laughs) you know but it was it was nice Mm -hmm. and you know to get the fresh air and it wasn't as cold or biting as um it had been or that it is now um and, you know, doing, like, maintenance, running out, starting my cars so that, you know, they're in a carport. But, you know, starting mm-hmm. them so that they're happy little campers and, you know, the, you know, everybody's on task with oil and all the rest of this stuff. That's kind of about it, you know, just maintenance of the circumstances and um, getting my Christmas stuff down. I succeeded in all of the outside Christmas coming down and getting oh. their tubs. Yeah, Man, and I then the house. I have not done that yet. <laughs> well, don't feel bad, honey, because my house has still got the tree up and all the decorations around, and I'm, like, looking at this going, well, come the end of the week, we're definitely going to be, you know, not going out, and so I'll be able to use the time to uh, start taking things down and, you know, packing it up, but not like there's some kind of deadline. But, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't want to let go of it yet, and, and it was just like, no, it still needs a little bit of that. Now that we got snow on the ground, I think I can let go. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. been my, you know, my week. Yeah, this is um, one of the, um, I would say, one of the nicest Christmas trees I've ever gotten, and that's why I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm going to hang on to it for a while, <laughs> because it's just like, <laughs> The needles aren't dropping. It still smells really good, and it's Ooh, nice. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But I, I really like what you were saying. I kind of keyed into um, just some, some alone time or some downtime because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll mistake um, kind of slubbing in front of the TV <laughs> as downtime, mm-hmm. and it's really really not like I can feel Mm -hmm. a difference when I don't take that time without a bunch of other sensory input going on Um. right (laughs) right truly truly and you know we do we have all kinds of different things that draw us our phone is the biggest taskmaster Mm -hmm. because of how much (laughs) is on there that we do not just answer the phone and You know, so there's a lot of that, and I guess in a way, um, I just was kind of aware that 
I'm trying to avoid being forced into something because the body and, you know, maybe the emotions and the mind go, you know, girl, you need downtime. But I will say one thing to your unusual uh, requests <laughs> that have come up. Um, I've had people that I haven't heard from in a year, two years, suddenly connecting with me and um, not in a bad way, uh, but mm-hmm. in a way that just sort of gets, you know, it's like I I needed to talk to you and I'm like, well, I've been around. <laughs> you know? But it's like, I guess it's because it's the new year and a lot of times the things mm-hmm. that they've been working on that they keep wanting no matter how much it doesn't come to pass, they they get to the new year and <laughs> I don't necessarily um, – I'm, I'm truly a Sag. I do try diplomacy, but I do say what, you know, what comes out and I, you know, try to be nice about it. I don't, you know, I don't sit there and, you know, browbeat somebody, <laughs> but it's kind of tough when you get some of these things. But yeah, it's, it's kind of like, I think that may be just a lot of the weird energy that's still filtering through um, from last year and into this year kind of that mm-hmm. transition period but mm-hmm. I feel for you on that I really do <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know I feel like I um, that our um, theme of shadow and light and um, talking about the goddess Mott was really about justice and balance is very fitting for tonight mm-hmm. and um so on that note, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, who and what Mott is. And so I just want to start out with just, you know, her general bio, I guess. So the goddess Mott is usually depicted, if anybody saw our, our ad for the um, show tonight, um, as a beautiful young woman wearing an ostrich feather is her symbol, and um, the feathers worn in her headband, and she's also sometimes shown um, with wings. And so Mat is a primordial Egyptian goddess who is believed to have brought order into the chaos of creation. That you know, so we can understand what just with that statement, like how vast um, and immense um, the concept or the goddess um, of Mat is um, thought to have the divine energies of truth, balance, harmony, order, morality, and justice. Um, and as the face of the goddess, personifies all of those concepts. And um, just um, on a side note, like I know um, sometimes... I've seen myself and other people kind of cringe a little bit with the uh, word morality. <laughs> and I, I just mm-hmm. want to say at the offset, for the onset of the show, that the way that I um, um, be more, like moral or morality is kind of like um, like with the old Aesop's fables where you would like learn the moral of the story. And so learning the moral of the story is like learning the truth of something. And so um, I would just say, like, if anyone's uncomfortable with that word, then I would just think of it as 
getting to the truth of something. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so she, um, there's like a whole a set of um, of deities um, that came before her. And um, they're known as the uh, um, Agdolod. And there are eight deities that sprang from four powers. So there's um, Nu and Nanet, primordial waters or oceans, Ammon and Ammonet, the atmosphere or air, Puck and Kukhet, dark and light, Mahet, infinity, and more creation flows. So, um, Vast powers kind of set the stage for creation. Um, and out of that came what you thought of as like the root deep, um, such as Atom. And um, from there, you know, other deities spring forth um, from the earth and the sky. And then some of the deities we're probably more familiar with, such as Osiris, Isis, Mut. Uh, came along, and as things evolved, a couple of the key players um, also appear who kind of act as bridges between the Ogdad and the deities closer to our world and humanity, and those um, two real significant ones are Hoth and Mas. And um, I just want to say one more thing before I kind of get some thoughts of yours, but um, I know that Toth is is probably, um, I mean, I think a lot of people associate Toth with magic, um, and is all like the balance of utterance, root of communication, magic, and Toth acts kind of as the accountant of souls. <laughs> um, because mm-hmm. he's the one who kind of records the results of life. And Mott, his female counterpart, is the balance, uh, the power of balance, which flows through everything, bringing order from chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's like so much, there's such a vast, rich history if you start looking and diving into all of the, you know, Egyptian deities. And um, so I know I just kind of started us off here, but I was wondering um, what some of your thoughts were about just, you know, um, the whole concept or the whole um, persona of Mott. Wow. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's like a mouthful here. Well, it's interesting. One of the things, yeah, I mean, (laughs) Mott is, is, the in place to balance east okay i'm going to say this is fat is fat of chaos mm-hmm. and the goddess of chaos so it mm-hmm. and Ra put them you know in this balance at least that's how it you know one among many different versions there's you know like a lot of things that go on but um because of that you know um I was looking at that going, well, that's interesting because she is balanced and I understand. And, you know, out of out of the primordial chaos, these other, you know, um, deities came that were, were 
one set and then they got into another set and um, we, mm-hmm. we, you know, actually, believe it or not, you and I have discussed um, primordial gods and goddesses that seem to be um, coming to the fore for us to, to work on in yeah. our shows. But, um, <laughs> and that's why when I was reading this, I was going, oh my God, look at, look at this, because I hadn't really thought of it that deeply. You know, so I guess this mm-hmm. is a good education for both of us. But it's um, basically the significance, her significance was to develop to the point uh, to embrace all aspects of existence. You know, the mm-hmm. balance of equilibrium of the universe, the relationship between constituent parts, cycles of seasons, heavenly mm-hmm. movement, meaning the stars and the sun and the, you know, kind of a thing. And um, then, of course, religious observations and um, basically good faith, honesty, truthfulness, and social interactions. That was kind of like where they, they, you know, if you condense the bigger part, because she comes with a lot, as you said, but if you condense Mm -hmm. that and put it together, that is Mm -hmm. the idea that she, she kind of is the, the, the container for all of this. And I was aware that, you know, with that, it, it then formed a, you know, it was formed for meeting a complex need that began to emerge. Now we're talking coming from the, the deity point of reference into the human level that mm-hmm. the Egyptian actual state, the people, had, you know, that was to embrace all... Um, all different uh, variations of people mm-hmm. with the conflicts and conflicting interests that they come with and then develop rules to avert ESAF chaos and become mm-hmm. more of a basis of a, um, a collective. And then, of course, you know, out of that, we have then the ruler, i.e. King Pharaoh, must speak mm-hmm. her um, decree from his mouth, but it has to be conceived from the heart because that's part of her her work. And I thought of that, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's interesting because you're you're talking about an ancient culture, and yet here is the format of what mm-hmm. other nations and tribes and you know, cultures start their basis on to try and find a way to, you know, bring that balance um, together of all these different parts. So that was, you know, I mean, from in the big Mm -hmm. perspective of what I was trying to, you know, get, that's what came to me. I mean, there's, as you said, and I will say again with you, there are a lot Mm -hmm. of levels with this goddess and what her what she was there for in a mm-hmm. form that we as humans could understand, but in how this all came together. I was, I was really pressed. <laughs> I just sat writing my <laughs> notes going, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, because there was just yeah. so much here to put down. But I'm going to turn it over to you yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, um, yeah, much respect to be given to the the ancient 
Egyptians because they did really know their shit. You know, they just, Mm -hmm. um, with that whole concept of Mat and how she is um, the face of a goddess, but she is also like the principles uh, for living. And um, Mm -hmm. I thought... um, I thought it was interesting how you talked about the kings and how they were um, um, aligned with Mat and, like, represented her or channeled her. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I know there were sacred kings in the old kingdom. And that it, it's kind of funny because the way that I read it, if I'm understanding it right, is that um, these um, sacred kings um, – they almost became like um, like a sacrifice in a way, where they would take on um, the helm of Mat, and they would do it for their kingdom and for their people. And so, in that mm-hmm. way, they had to adhere to uh, to those principles and to kind of like um, let those principles flow through them and out to to the rest of the kingdom. And in that right. way. They were able to receive answers um, and support from the gods and also keep harmony and balance within their their kingdom. And so um, mm-hmm. that's like a whole, I think that um, that whole scenario of sacrifice uh, for the good, the higher good or for redemption is um, mm-hmm. seen in other stories, um, in other, you know, um, um, sets of um, practices and faiths and stuff like that. So, yeah, that I thought that was real interesting um, because then some some writers, some philosophers thought that when the kings later became um, corrupted that part of their relationship with Mat is when mm-hmm. things started to um, to fall apart. Um, right. So it's it's right. interesting. It's interesting. But, but anyway, we are getting um, very close to a break. And so I think that um, we are going to um, break and come back and talk more about this um, immense power of the goddess Mat. And so with that, break us away, Nagashiva. <laughs> You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned, as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC You're listening to the LMC Radio Network. Broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Rook Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurement, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. In syndication, Tuesdays. 
Bewitched the Priestess and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Tuesdays, 4 to 5. The Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield in syndication, Wednesdays. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Miss Phoenix LaFay in syndication, Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Welcome back. (laughs) So, regarding this vast topic, um, I'm going to let Elvira start out with um, continuing onward. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, (laughs) There's there's so much that can be said that I'm trusting, I think that whatever you come up with is going to be. It's going to be good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. we'll we'll try oh, to get that that, <laughs> that affinity. <laughs> it's interesting because you know again we're we're looking at you know Maat is is um, I mean she she was she bound all things together in an indestructible unity you know so it was like the universe the natural world the <laughs> state which is of course when we talk about that that would be the uh, again government and individuals, and it really became um, one of those things where you look at it and you go, it's a principle, it's a deity, a goddess, um, and yet it is, I mean, it's a path to walk and be a part of. And um, granted, I mean, technically she's, you know, the, the daughter of Ra and the wife of Thoth or consort, which is, you know, we've talked about him briefly. And um, he, she did have an, a, a, um, an offspring, Seshet. And yeah. I thought that was interesting because, you know, there's, you've got the same concepts of all of the energies from primordial to one set of deities to another set of deities and then, you know, offspring thereof. And she, again, it would be the level you go from the purest point of reference to the next level, to the next level. And you mentioned the, um, the corruption <laughs> that happened later in, mm-hmm. you know, how it, her principles and her um, energy wound up, you know, the, it, it kind of, they lost track of the pure, the, the the um, the core, not necessarily super mm-hmm. pure, because again, if we were to say we went to the purest whatever, it would be mm-hmm. very hard to live it in the physical world. But right. Right. It, they they lost their way, and mm-hmm. I think that um, one of the things, and I know you'll probably go more into the actual <laughs> mythology, but I love the concept of the mm-hmm. afterlife. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of you know, I'm death orientated, but it's like mm-hmm. they go to the hall of the two truths, the, the the deceased, and the thing that they get is, you know, we talk about the book of the dead. You know, the the deceased <laughs> gets a sort of a mm-hmm. manual that they take with them to handle mm-hmm. how to go through this process, and of mm-hmm. course, part <laughs> of it is 
you go into the hall of the two truths and, and there's Mott and her, you know, the, the heart mm-hmm. is on one scale and it's, it's, it's sitting upright and the feather is also mm-hmm. upright. And of course, then there's, you know, Anubis, the, 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 the God that leads the deceased into the underworld. And um, later, actually, Osiris kind of took on that aspect. But um, mm-hmm. it turns out that there are certain things, and I know you'll go over them. I don't, you know, there are 42 of these fundamentals <laughs> and these, these things that they must mm-hmm. speak and say mm-hmm. to then be weighed because every statement then gets weigh is part of the weighing of that heart. Mm-hmm. And if it, it becomes too heavy or corrupt, then of course mm-hmm. it is, you know, they don't get to go out of the, the area of duat, which is, you know, the, the first level, you know, to, mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, go into the, uh, it's called Aru, A-A-R-U, which is kind of like, we'll just call it the Valhalla of the Egyptians. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and because the heart then winds up getting tossed over and mm-hmm. eaten by a goddess, and she, you know, and that's it. You stay in that level. And I'm thinking, you know, if you really look at that, the things mm-hmm. that they talk about are things that you and I would think of as principles that we want to live by. I mean, really, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're pretty, I mean, they have a little bit of a bent towards more, you know, ancient culture existence. Mm-hmm. But think about where it is. I mean, and I really, I, I don't know, it, it just, it just made a lot of sense. I mean, we talk about, you know, mm-hmm. heaven and hell and the more, traditions that are that have created it but think about these this group took this energy and made it into this whole level of um if you want to go beyond this level you need to maintain in the physical realm the 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 balance uh Mm -hmm. that ma'at put together and that was that was the biggest thing i kind of enjoyed reading mostly because (laughs) It mm-hmm. it put you know you know Sagittarians are the truth mm-hmm. get into the truth and all that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it's it just it rang to me you know like oh mm-hmm. wow I can't just say because she has the scales you know she's equated to this you know sign or this thing I was just looking at the intensity of what this represented and. I almost mm-hmm. even wanted to say she reminded me when you think of America and you mm-hmm. know they have the, the the they have the goddess of freedom sitting on top of the capitol they have yes. the statue of liberty that yes. was created you know and mm-hmm. put in there and you think about those principles yeah of where this country, which is a <laughs> new version of everything compared to all these ancient cultures, um, mm-hmm. and it's just it it you go there and you go, yes, we are human, but mm-hmm. we need to learn to live to our higher values than stay to our baser ones. Yes, so that's yeah. what I yeah. took away from all of yeah. that. because yeah, yeah, I can see so much of that. Um, 
where, I mean, there's, if you just look at the ideals, you know that none of us are perfect and that we're not going to always be adhering to the highest principles and stuff like that. But I think that that's different than um, basically knowing what the principles are and trying to um, to, tr- to trick them or trying to, um, you know, uh, slide past them in some way. Um, mm-hmm. Because um, I, I know I was, I also saw um, that in um, in the Book of the Dead, that there actually are a number of spells <laughs> for yeah. how to trick or lie um, about the 42 laws of Mott, um and um, and slide by, but the thing is, is that um, from my understanding, um, from different occultists that I've <laughs> seen comment on that, is that um, it doesn't really work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It might seem like a good idea at the time, um, and there's there are many spells in there for that sort of work, but it it doesn't really work, and so <laughs> that. Um, that kind of makes sense because that, you know, if, if we think of each of us as, you know, individuals, individual souls, and, um, mm-hmm. and the vast power of Mott, you know, that permeates all of the universe, we are like a grain of sand on the beach. I mean, it's, um, and so trying to trick or goad something like that does not seem like a good idea. Um, really? <laughs> and so, and I think the whole thing of, um, what they're measuring is your heart. They're not measuring your brain. Mm-hmm. They're not measuring, you know, um, other body parts. They're measuring your heart, which really says a lot. Because I know I can, um, if I stay in the mindset uh, of conscious mental energy, you know, where I'm analyzing and um, just, you know, staying with that mental energy, it in a way that becomes easier to, um, how can you say, like um, justify things or mm-hmm. rationalize things and stuff like that. But if I drop down into my heart energy and I'm really examining what's going on at the heart of something, it becomes much harder, I think, to do that. Um, mm-hmm. So you're more, um, yes, my way of thinking you're like more authentic um mm-hmm, as, mm-hmm. as you are coming through your heart and so um so you know i think that you um the ideal was to be in a state of alignment with Matt um to be able to to cross that veil um in the afterlife um because everybody had to pass through there um and have their mm-hmm. heart weighed on the scale against her feather of truth. Um, so that um, really, I like the whole story. I think that's probably my favorite. Um, and there's a lot of stories associated with her, a lot of different lore. Um, but I, I really like the whole the whole thing about the the scale and the afterlife, and. Um, I've um, read some 
we call them theories or some uh, people that do a lot of, uh, let's say, inner uh, journeying, where um, mm-hmm. they've seen that some some souls will go and they'll, you know, after they have passed and instead of going forward to the scale, they'll turn around and come right back into life, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with the whole reincarnation thing because they're they're frightened and they don't want to um, go against the scale um, and be judged by by mass. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that really plays a lot into I think like the whole concept of karma in a way where it's the karma is is that we're here you know in life to learn and, and to grow and to evolve and if we're if we're not, you know, I think um, possible to evolve. Doesn't sound too great, but um, if if we're not learning and using this being in the physical realm as the opportunity it is to learn and to um, and to evolve and to grow, um, then yeah, we we might, you know, I can see getting frightened and running back right back into. Um, mm-hmm. The physical realm again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, none of us like tests. I think that's the hardest part of anything. Whether we, you know, I can't say none. I, there's a bulk of people that do not like tests, and this is a test of how well you you lived a life, and you know, the similarities, the 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 interesting levels of where um, different spiritual beliefs, cultures that have, you know, changed and moved into different, you know, uh, areas and then created this. And, you know, it's very fascinating to see that there's a bulk of it always starts with the concept of right life, you know, being living um, an honest and balanced life and being a good person and what that means. And um, that, you know, the, the, you know, being in that and then the fall of from, you know, the fall and uh, where it goes to, it is not, and I personally feel it's more like wake up calls that, you know, Stop being so petty and small and, you know, out of, you know, these different aspects of fear that create that, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, Um, and look at, you know, the the interaction of uh, the community, both the community on the physical plane and the community with the elements in the community with the universe and, you know, you keep going. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's why Mott is so, and why she is a, uh, you know, so huge that it takes a lot to describe her or different ways to bring it back into the physical. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's an immense point of reference, but I also feel it's also very, and I know this is going to sound um, convoluted, it's very simple, 
I mean, if you mm-hmm. you can live a you know a, a when I say a good life, if you can be a person who helps others and helps the you know the the things that you know are around you and do that, it's whether you become famous or you don't. You know, the the idea is is that what you have given to the world and humanity is that that vibration and sometimes that is enough in its own right to balance the scales not just of yourself but of the external world i mean we never know who or what that one moment can do in a very positive <laughs> way so yeah very profound and i know you know we've got you know like i can look and say well okay you know her um her animals are ostrich and you know this the vulture or her her herbs are orris root and (laughs) papyrus and aloes and rose and you know those things and those are very good for us to remember and use and be a part of in the physical plane but it's as simple as you know, just like we were talking in our personal lives, taking some time and being quiet and, you know, maybe visualizing a scale and seeing, you know, the heart and the feather, but seeing the the mm-hmm. energy for that moment that we have felt out of balance shift mm-hmm. and be healed by that feather and be moved out so that we balance, you know, just in our breath. Mm-hmm. We just breathe it. So, I mean, there may be no formal ritual, but it's a way to bring us peace and balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing that I thought about while you were talking was um, it's um, you have two roads before you, and so it's not taking the easier, softer way. And Mm -hmm. As a recovering addict, <laughs> um, what I know is that uh, you hear that term all the time, you know, that the easier, softer way is actually not the easier, softer way. Sure, it looks like mm-hmm. it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. skirting around mm-hmm. and trying to not have to be responsible for this or that or whatever. It seems easier at the time, but what happens is it ends up being more complicated and usually putting more problems into your life. And so it ends up actually being the harder, <laughs> more difficult right. way uh, to deal with mm-hmm. things. And, um, yeah, so there's um, there's that. And so I just, um, I, you know, and I think that these are lovely ideals to try to um, ascend to. Um, mm-hmm. And in and at the same time knowing that we're imperfect. You know, we're you know, we're going to struggle with a lot of those things. But that's like the whole mm-hmm. point of it. You know, that's like the whole point of being here in the physical realm, living in life day to day, is that yeah, this shit's gonna be <laughs> keep coming up, you know. And that's mm-hmm. all right, you know. Uh, sometimes I'm gonna do it well, sometimes I'm just not gonna do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I might only do it halfway, you know, but <laughs> right. But my intention right. is that I want to always try, you know, to grow and to, and to um, move beyond um, 
the mm-hmm. challenge that comes up today. Right. So, right. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. you know, we we the the most important part of it is the concepts are there and to use those to the best of our ability to work with them to, you know, just like Okay, we're talking pagan. We're talking Wicca and witchcraft and, you know, mm-hmm. all of that alternate, you know, I don't want to say alternate, but a version of this. And yet mm-hmm. when you talk about the different, you know, the the fundamentals, I mean, I read them. There was, you know, it was uh, they had <laughs> it in, I think, Wikipedia or something like that. And I read them mm-hmm. and it was like reading the the Gospels. <laughs> Okay, I mean, it wasn't like mm-hmm. identical, but it, you know, it it really kind of had a lot of similarity to the point of reference that these are common themes that will go throughout all of the religions and beliefs and everything, and that's what we need to find, and and we can aspire to the best of our abilities, but they're it just, you know, I don't know. I think I may see somebody as different or strange or whatever because they're not from where I come from, so to speak, but it's never stopped me from connecting people that are that way unless, you know, they are acting dangerously. Um, And then I kind of, you know, take a, a bigger view of, of that, but maybe, you know, skirt away. But um, truthfully, I was impressed by those. And that's, you know, we're talking, you know, 2300 BCE, something like that, and even more. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's why I definitely uh, give much, much respect the ancient Egyptians because it's like wow, wow that um, you know I think that probably all the other spiritual principles that have been handed down probably kind of sprung off of off of those um, you know the whether it's the Ten Commandments or you know I'm very limited in my spiritual principles I kind of. <laughs> Well, I kind of like the 12 and, steps because <laughs> they're kind of like... Well, there you go. I mean, you've... Top down to baby food. <laughs> yeah, well, so I, I understand. I can understand them. <laughs> yeah. But you see, it's but, also, yeah. this, you know, Sumeria and, I mean, the Fertile Crescent. That was where the birthplace mm. of so much came from. And Egypt and Egyptian, you know, deities and mythologies I mean it's all part of that same kind of flow and you know darn well Mm -hmm. that you know we sit here and we talk about this but these are things that are have outlived cultures and outlived Mm -hmm. civilizations and are Mm -hmm. still there and you know maybe they're reborn in another form but it's also, this, you know, you have heritage. I mean, we all come from descendants, whether we come from the descendants that we consciously know of that we can put our little fingers to or we do our DNA mm-hmm. tests and we go all the way back, you know, <laughs> into, you know, 
wherever, South Africa, you know, Egypt, whatever. But it's, mm-hmm. we all have this energy pattern that flows back into the source. Mm-hmm. However, we see the source. I'm just, I think, I think that's what I see here is her, the vastness that she represents. Yeah, and that, you know, is basically going um, beyond, you know, the physical, the physical suits that we wear as we are mm-hmm. here in spirit, you know, and um, and that's where, you know, especially like tapping into that heart energy is where we really truly do connect with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, just considering uh, the times as how chaotic and rocky as they are now, we probably all need a little more flow of mat into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that um, gods and goddesses are real and that um, I think our relationship with deity is a very personal thing that mm-hmm. totally transcends time and place. You know, and that any ritual that we do is an attempt to reconnect to that divine. Right. Right. So, They're, you know, cities yeah, are so much larger than people, larger than countries, larger, larger than places and time, and they're they're unlimited, and that's kind of what makes them deity. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. And we're we're awestruck by how you know how much that can be, and and mm-hmm. you know I I think. Um, whether or not we, we, as you say, we do ritual to ma'at, but ma'at is a belief in something that ha- it's got a principle. It's much, it's, you know, it's bigger. Mm-hmm. And the heart is the heart, you know. You know that the heart was the only organ they would not take out <laughs> of the mummy? That was something oh. I didn't bring up at all until just now oh. because when they would mummify the body, <clears throat> they take out all the uh-huh. organs. The heart was not. They, it, the heart stayed. You know, Alvera, I don't think I realized that. That Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, you know, yeah. I kind of went into a little bit of, you know, like, okay, so what do they do with the, with the uh, you know, the mummy and how, you know, because they go into all the different mm-hmm. funerary things. And I didn't want to go into all of that. But that was the one little <laughs> piece that I went, wow. Mm-hmm. Now that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So. But, yeah. Um, so, well, we're getting close, so probably we'll kind of wind down to some final thoughts here. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you know, I believe Matt is a vast power dynamic of balance and justice that does filter every aspect of life. And I also <laughs> believe she's a deity. But I think to limit her to just the face of, of the goddess would also be limiting her. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that anyone who's intrigued by Mott, go go research her. Go you know beyond Wikipedia. Um, she's she's so much more than that. And I feel like even with what I know and the bit of research that I did, it, it's just scratching the surface. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that with that whole core principles of Mott, instead of waiting. So the afterlife, 
we can work within the deeper mysteries of math while we're still in life and raise our vibration in the here and now and bring justice and balance, you know, starting with ourselves. And that does, mm-hmm. you know, permeate out to, to everything and everyone around us. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you said it well. I don't need to, I think I'm fine with what that was. It was very meaningful and I'm just going to kind of say that I, I this brought up a lot of interesting uh, feelings for me, and I think that finding balance is a constant thing, and a, you know, with our breath in and our breath out, and that's mm-hmm. how I see working with her is is the breath, and um, the heart <laughs> is there. And the feather mm-hmm. is there. So just breathing. For me, it's just breathing. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Thank you, Elvira. Mm. <laughs> so it is time for us to say goodbye, but I should mention our theme for January is the balance of shadow and light. So, you know, join us next week, Tuesday, when Elvira and I will be talking about feeling past life. Oh, in- intrusions. <laughs> Intrusions. Yeah. Oh, did I say? Yeah. Did I say something else? Whoops. I don't know, but I thought I didn't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I wasn't enunciating. Okay. Anyway. So, um, thank you and goodbye, everyone. I would say my thing. Goodbye, everyone. Until then, which on, which well, and which wisely. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's witchpriestesscauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.